and welcome to the latest episode of Women in Confidence, the podcast for ambitious working women. And welcome to season six, which is a huge achievement. And thanks to my lovely audience, um, I can keep Women in Confidence alive for another six seasons at least. If you are interested in being on the show, because I always like to have um, lots of guests lined up, you've got a great confidence story to tell and you want to share that with the world, or you help clients out with something related to confidence, then get in touch on contact at vanessa-murphy.com. But this week, I'm kicking off season six is Gabby Jockers, who is coming from Colorado in the United States. Gabby is a boudoir photographer, and through her work, she helps her clients feel great about themselves, not only on the inside, and that's the bit I really want to understand, but also on the outside. And she enables them to do something actually quite scary. And she's going to talk a lot about that. And the scary thing is, first of all, taking photographs. But the second one is around the boudoir, making them feel sexy in whatever they wanted to show up as. So, Gabby, hello and welcome to the show. And thanks very much for being here. Hey, Vanessa. Thank you so much for having me. And Wow. Congratulations on over five seasons. That is such an amazing achievement. <laughs> oh, thank you. What started out as just a hobby has now come into, well, just, you know, something I, I just love and show up for every single week, really. So yeah, I'm so proud of myself to get into season six. So thank you very much. Yeah. And right, I've listened Gabby. to your podcast and it's so good that <laughs> what you're bringing to people, the, the guests, the conversations, your questions, they're all very, very valuable. And like, I'm like, it's my new like podcast addiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so kind. And you and you being on the show is only going to enhance that. So that's amazing. Because and the reason why I was really interested in you is because of what you do. And we'll come on to that really soon. But can you just answer this question for me, Gabby? What does having confidence mean to you? Yeah. So I'm definitely one of those people that every time you ask me that question, you're going to get a slightly different answer. But I think the overall trend and the general idea is roughly the same in that I truly believe that confidence comes from being connected to yourself. And there's so many different ways this can express itself in the world and in your own self. But basically, what I have found is that the more I tune inward and the more I tune out the outside world, as in not becoming a hermit, but not taking other people's should be's or have to be's on as my own and instead going inward to discover how I should act and behave and exist in the world based on my own values and my own body and my own self that has resulted in so much growth of confidence. You mentioned your values. Do you feel you are really clear on your values now? I do. I have three core values that are um, growth, freedom, and fun. Okay. I like that. I like the fun, particularly. That's one of my values as well, is fun. Nice. <laughs> so we're totally aligned there because I just think, look, you, you know, life is short. Let's enjoy it, for goodness sake. And it, right? Yeah. Huge, huge, huge. Right. So, Gabby, I want to talk about, and I was thinking about this in my preparation um, for talking to you today. You step into a space of two things that frighten me I suppose and I imagine frighten quite a lot of women is one first of all what seems really you think it'd be quite easy in this world where everyone's got a smartphone is having photographs taken I I don't like it I feel uncomfortable I feel like it's something I have to do like quite mechanical so I think I'm and I know I'm not unique in that people feel uncomfortable having their photographs and then what you do is you do boudoir photography so that's like taking it to the next level where you you have women in you know incredibly 
quite intimate poses, I would say, I and mean, nothing that they wouldn't feel uncomfortable doing, but in their underwear. And I just think, wow, okay, that's two things that I feel probably uncomfortable with. So just tell everybody what it is that you do and what is boudoir photography so that they can understand whilst we get into the like real meat of the conversation. Absolutely. And it is kind of funny. We think, oh, look at how, how many of us have smartphones with cameras and how many you go on online on social media and there's selfies everywhere. <laughs> what you don't see is all the people who are not posting their selfies because they don't want to be in pictures because they feel uncomfortable and they feel a little like itchy under the skin when the camera comes out. It's we only see the people who have gotten to that point. So I don't want anyone to think that, you know, when you look at other people online and you see what they've accomplished, that you're somehow falling short because we're all on our own journey and we're all in our own place. And that's a very core part of the way that I approach boudoir photography with my clients. The fact of the matter is that no two journeys are the same. And when I'm talking about journey, I'm talking about, you know, personal growth, self-love, uh, self-acceptance, confidence, achieving all those things in our own lives is a journey. You know, we have to take one step after the other. And a big part of that journey is making the commitment to ourselves to even do it. And I think that's a big part of boudoir photography for my clients is when they decide to book, most of them are still scared shitless. Is that okay if I say that? Of course, go for it. (laughs) Most of them are still scared shitless, but they decided to take a step of courage of doing something despite the fear, not letting the fear hold us back is also a huge confidence booster right there doing stuff even when you're super scared (laughs) that will really improve your confidence too you can just prove to yourself you can do it so boudoir photography for those who don't know with this esoteric french word that somehow came to define an entire genre of photography it is on its surface intimate portraiture typically focused on women and women's bodies, though you will also find um, boudoir photography of men and of other genders as well. But typically most of what you see out there is focused on women and most boudoir photographers focus on women as well. So that's just the most popular that you'll see. And boudoir photography is often thought of as like sexy photos. Right. So you get down to your lingerie and you do this pose with a big arch um, on the bed or do another pose and stick your butt out and great get a picture of your butt and all this kind of stuff. And which is beautiful in its own right. I think as women, we experience and, you know, I'm just going to speak to women in general because that's your podcast audience. And between the two of us, um, we're both women. So I'm just going to speak to women in general, though. Nothing what I of what I say is like completely focused on just women. So, especially as women, though, we are made to feel bad when it comes to celebrating ourselves, when it comes to seeing our own assets or seeing our own um, beauty. We're made to feel like that's arrogant in some way, or that we should be focusing on something more important, like the kids or or the husband or, you know, oh, what are you doing here? Like, you're so vapid or you're so vain by celebrating how you look. And boudoir photography really pushes against that. And I really push against that because why it, why would it be so bad for us to celebrate ourselves? 
how does that take away from the way we show up in the world, show up for our families, our communities, our careers, um, the people around us? Celebrating ourselves, in my view, can only help us better show up in the world. Because when the alternative is just talking shit about yourself or having an unending list of criticisms that cripples us so much more than we realize. So, and I'm getting a little bit off topic here, but you know, I just think it's kind of a little bit important to talk about why this genre of photography even exists because somebody decided, no, I'm tired of listening to some dude tell me I need to hide my body. Like I was born with this body. Every human being has one why not love it? (laughs) So I like to take it a step further in my own business and combine the freeing and celebrating element of boudoir photography with the connecting um, and nourishing elements of yoga and meditation and mindfulness. So I completed a yoga teacher training like eight to 10 years ago. Honestly, I'm terrible with dates. And I have been continuing to grow my practice, my personal practice um, and my personal study and, and whatnot since then. And when it came to doing boudoir photography, I realized how beautiful those two combine to really get people to a much farther place and a much deeper level of their connection to self. So in boudoir photography, it's very much a celebration of the human form. And I like to take it a step further. And this is the reason why I got into photography in the first place, because when I started photographing people, I never just saw their bodies, but I started photographing people in the context of, you know, candid stuff like family and friends when we're having fun or like at concerts and that kind of stuff. And then also yoga photography for my peers when I did my teacher training. And what really stood out to me was the way that person's spirit shine through in images. And that's when it really clicked for me. The saying a a photo is worth a thousand words because you're not just looking at a physical construct, but you can truly see something that makes up the beautiful human being in that image. And that's what I really like to focus on. That's why I really love combining it with mindfulness, because what I have found is that the more people get out of their heads and into their bodies the more present they are to the moment, the more free and safe and comfortable they feel to express who they are. Even with a giant camera and like a four inch or like seven inch lens looking down at them. (laughs) So that's my long-winded answer to, you know, what is boudoir photography in general? And also like, what is my flavor of boudoir photography? So what type of client shows up to you and in what is their sort of state of mind when they arrive? So I have a few different clients show up to me. I have the clients who, you know, most people, when they hear I do boudoir photography, they ask, oh, so you probably have like people about to get married and they want to get a gift for their, you know, soon to be part like spouse or, or they want to get a gift for their husband, or they want to get a gift for, you know, somebody's birthday or an anniversary or Christmas or whatever. And yes, there absolutely are those people. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to get a beautiful, sexy gift for a partner of the human that they appreciate and love and have dedicated themselves to. But because of my, you know, the way that 
the way the values behind my business and um, the copywriting I have done on my website and the way that I advertise my business, I also get, I also hear from people and work with a lot of people who are doing it just for themselves. And even if you're doing it as a gift for somebody else, (laughs) everybody who's come into my studio saying, oh, I want to get a gift for my husband or whatever. As always like, wow, I didn't realize this would be such a great gift to myself. I'm like, yes, it totally is. So there are people who come in with that external reason and find it as a gift to themselves and others who come in specifically as a gift to themselves. My client that I had yesterday, it was her 27th birthday. And so she wanted to celebrate herself and just do something totally for herself and be pampered on her birthday. So that was her reason, um, like her external reason. And I have other people who come in simply because my body has changed a lot since I was 21 and now I'm in my forties and I've had a couple kids and my body looks totally different. I feel kind of bad for not appreciating my body back then when now I kind of wish I could have it back. So what I really want to do is just kind of like do a reset. I call it a body image reset, just do a reset and get an updated mental image of myself in my head that I can see and appreciate as beautiful, as worthy of being cared for, of being worthy of being celebrated. Other people come in for similar reasons, like, you know, my whole life I've been told that I'm, you know, not thin enough or not this enough or not that enough. And I'm just really tired of letting other people's opinions and these overall societal messages take up so much real estate in my head. And I really want to take a powerful gesture and action for myself to counteract these external messages and reinforce my own personal belief that I am worthy, that I am beautiful, that my body is worthy of being cared for and celebrated and respected and loved. So there's a lot of different reasons. (laughs) I really like what you said. I can't remember what you said exactly, but you said, you know, we've, we've been told, you know, we're not good enough. We're not this enough. We're not tall, blonde, you know, big boobed enough, whatever. But then you said something about taking up too much real estate in my Mm. head. I love that. I've not heard that before, but that's such a great way of describing it. Yeah. And I think that's very much tied in with the whole how to gain confidence thing. It's when we let society and the outside world, as in everybody who's not us, take up so much real estate in our heads that we become guided by others instead of guided by ourselves. That goes for confidence, that goes for body image, that goes for self-love, that goes for career, uh, all these different things. That's and, and that's where a mindfulness practice comes in. And there's so many different ways that could happen. For me, it definitely went through the path of yoga. Um, that's how I kind of learned to listen to myself, to tune into my own body and my own intuition, deeper and deeper levels. Other people may have different ways of getting there. There's so many ways of getting there, but that's a, also a big reason why I bring mindfulness into the boudoir experience. So if you don't mind, I can talk a little bit about that yeah, and go for it. Cause it's very much tied with the real estate in my head. situation. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that I do with clients before they even get to my studio and after they arrive to my studio. But one of the most, um, a, a lot of things that have been inspired by mindfulness practices and yoga practices, but one of the most immediately impactful ones, the ones that make such a big difference for people to get comfortable for the actual photo shoot itself is the guided meditation that I lead right before the photo shoot. And there's several other things, but 
what the guided meditation does and what makes it so special and what makes me so shocked that I don't know uh, literally any other photographers who lead guided meditations before their photo shoots. I'm like, how am I seriously the first? Because it is so immensely powerful. So I love to give credit where credit is due. And this guided meditation is um, borrowed from a book, Real Love by Sharon Salzberg, who is a leader in the loving kindness meditation space. An absolutely Wow. Life-changing book. I actually send it to all my clients when they book with me, because I think it is that important that everyone I work with should read it. (laughs) And this meditation is so simple without getting too in the weeds. It is basically a practice where you start with connecting to your breath, and then you start connecting with the different parts of your body in a neutral and affirming way. Neutral as in, I'm not asking you to love your belly or love your arms or love whatever part of your body has created internal conflict with you that you feel like you struggle with. Um, It's also not negative. Neutral as in, you're going to be sending peace and happiness to the different parts of your body. And you don't have to love somebody or something to send peace and happiness to it, (laughs) which can sound a little confusing, but believe me, I've tried it. It works. Um, so we did this, get it guided meditation where we start with connecting to the breath breath to me, huge gateway, major, major gateway between our mind and our body. We start with connecting to the breath and then we connect to the different parts of our bodies, sending peace and happiness to each part of our body. And then I always ask my client after we're done, how do you feel? Oh, we always end with the heart too. I ask them, how do you feel? And they're usually like, so relaxed. (laughs) And even the ones who walked into my door, uh, the studio doors a few hours earlier, because I do hair and makeup in the studio. It's just part of the whole get pampered, get taken care of experience. Even the ones who walk in saying, I'm excited. I'm not nervous. They like, we'll do this meditation and they'll be like, I was nervous before, but now I feel so relaxed and so ready to go. So (laughs) that is a huge, huge method I use to get people relaxed and ready to go. And the trick, why does this work? It works because anxiety and nervousness is all in the head. And what I mean by that is It's all us being worried and anxious about something that's going to potentially happen in the future. You may know for certain it's going to happen. It might be a plan you have, or you might be worried about a possibility, right? We've all been there. (laughs) We've all done this. This is like a universal human experience to worry about something that's going to happen in the future. What happens when we stop thinking and we simply start feeling and existing in our bodies, that worry goes away. Now, I'm not going to say that a single meditation is going to get rid of all your worries for the rest of your life. That is not even close to true. (laughs) I mean, maybe for like one in a billion people, they could be like magical and that could happen. Amazing. Great for you. But for most of us, the reason why meditation and mindfulness works is because you do it over a long term. It's a regular, consistent, long term practice. And over the long term, a practice of getting out of our heads and getting into our bodies and simply existing in the present moment and listening to what's coming up inside of us, it has a cumulative effect. And it, you know, <laughs> I was actually talking to my sisters the other day and 
one, one sister sends me an article. Oh, some new scientific study finds that meditation decreases anxiety. And I'm like, guys, I can't tell you the last time I was anxious. I've been meditating for like 10 years now. And I cannot remember the last time I was super anxious and worrying about the future. And I don't know when that switched, but it was sometime in the past few years, it just kind of happened. And I didn't even realize until looking back on it. So by doing this right before the photo shoot, I'm taking my clients from a place of being in their heads, thinking about what's going to happen next. How am I going to feel? How am I going to look? Am I going to look stupid? Am I going to look silly? Am I going to look weird? La, 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 la. All these thoughts worrying about the future to, ah, I feel so relaxed. It's like not even a thought. You're just in your body. You're existing. You're breathing. Your attention is directed to your current moment experience and to what your body is telling you, not to what your mind is trying to freak you out about. So that is kind of the whole real estate in your head connection is that when we can reallocate the real estate in our head from the thoughts and the worries and the outsiders shoulds, you should be, you should do, you should look like whatever to simply existing. So Gabby, talk me through the process then. You you bring them in or they come, you take them uh, through this meditation, which sounds incredible. And I'll put all those details in the show notes so people can reach out to it. You've done the meditation, then what happens? So actually, can I rewind a little bit? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Cause you want to know the process. So it actually starts way before they even walk into my studio. I book with people after I speak with them on the phone. This is for their safety, for mine, for their comfort, for mine. It's such an intimate experience and such an intimate space that uh, we start the relationship in an intimate way, speaking to each other, not just, you know, sending emails or text messages or something like that. So from that point, from that very first phone call I have with my clients, I ask them, because I want them to start thinking about their intentions. I ask them, why do you want to do a boudoir shoot? I have experienced the power of intention setting in my own life. Science is now catching up to, you know, millennial old practices and showing how powerful intention setting is. You know, our Western science is starting to catch up. Intention setting is also really tricky because we have these layers of reasons why why we do something or why we want something. We have the most external layer. The first why might be, you know, it's my birthday and I want to celebrate or it's my partner's birthday and I want to get them a present, right? Or I'm getting married soon and I want a present, a wedding gift. We have that surface level reason. And I ask, so I I start on the the pre-booking phone call. The first time is when I ask this question because I want them to start thinking about it. I ask again in like different, emails that I send. I send a ton of preparatory um, information to my clients beforehand, you know, all the basic stuff, like, you know, what outfits to pick, how to make your skin look great, like what to do in the week before your shoot, all that kind of good stuff, like what kind of products are available and, you know, all, all that stuff, bonuses. I have a bunch of fun stuff for people, but then I'm like prompting them like I think a couple times before they come into their studio, a couple more times before they come into the studio, why are you doing this? What do you want to get out of this? One of the times 
the last time I ask them before they come into the studio, it's part of a, a body image type questionnaire where I get them to start reflecting about their relationship with their body, their history of body image and that kind of stuff. And after reflecting, then I ask them again, why do you want to do this? Because as we start uncovering layers of ourselves, we start discovering deeper reasons for why we do what we do and why we want to do something different and why we want change in our lives. And then again, I ask them when they come in. <laughs> So they enter the studio, they do hair and makeup. And I love that part for how it really, you can see shoulders start melting down because a lot of the women who work into my studio are used to taking care of others, whether it's in their career or in their families or, you know, whatever the context is, many of them are used to taking charge and kind of being the director of the space and getting shit done. So being taken care of does so much to help relax and get into the space of this is about you, not about anyone else. So we enter, they finish with that. We enter into the studio and before the meditation, before I start photographing, we have a very important discussion on what to expect. You know, what are we going to be doing here today? And even more importantly, talking about boundaries, talking about consent and talking about agency. So many women are trained to put their own needs on the back burner for others or their own desires on the back burners for others to please, you know, people pleasing is having its moment right now as a term. And a lot of people are resonating with that. And so I tell people like multiple times in clear, straightforward language, you are not doing this for me. You are not here to please me, to perform for me, to give me what I want. That is not what's happening here. I am here to serve you, to give you ideas, options, and coaching to help you express who you are. If anything does not feel right to you at any point, if you need a bathroom break, if you need a piece of chocolate, if you need to just sit down on your butt for a second and breathe, Fine. We have all day. I book out. I don't book anything okay. else on the same day. I have studio sessions and it's not my time. I'm not here to, you know, I am, I am the coach. I am the photographer. So throughout the entire session, I am giving direction, but I want people to know ahead of time. These are all options. And if anything does not work for you, you do not need to ask my permission to get out of a pose that might not work for you. So you need to know ahead of time, you are the master of your own body. Nobody else's opinion about your body, including mine, supersedes your own body and what it's telling you. <laughs> I get really fired up about that. No, that's great. No, it sounds like a really safe environment. And one I know that you protect from what you're saying really vehemently, this is a space that the client feels absolutely in control. I think that's really the thing. When, when people lose control of their situation and themselves, that's when people feel unsafe. They don't enjoy yeah. it. It's, and I, I just like what you say. You make people feel very safe. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, we can say this is a safe space all we want, yeah. but how are we actually establishing a space as safe? How are like it can't just be pretty words. It can't just be, oh, I'm trauma informed or I have, I host a safe space or I'm not going to judge you. What does that even mean? It's action that creates a safe space and it's addressing very clearly upfront the power dynamic present in the situation 
It's my responsibility to open the conversation and say the awkward thing and address the awkward question that they're definitely thinking about, but don't feel comfortable asking. That's my job to be uncomfortable first. So that's a big part. What I believe is of creating a safe space. A big part of that is me being the one to be vulnerable and uncomfortable first. It is my job as the professional that you hired to do this work to show you and to lead you, not to tell you. A big part of my photos, beyond just getting a photo of somebody's body, what makes their spirit shine? A lot of that is body language and emotion shining through, shining through them. So when you can see the emotion present in their face or when the body language uh, communicates um, a lot of times through the hands and through muscles, tension or release, those communicate so much in the final images when it comes to stuff like looking sexy. It's not just being a butt. You're not just a butt. You're not just a pair of boobs. (laughs) Like, sure, fine, those are sexy. But like, what about you? How is the way that you look when you're maybe with an intimate partner how do how do they see your sexuality being expressed how does your sexuality express itself when nobody's looking that's the kind that's the side of ourselves that we never see and i don't tell them make a sexy face i'm over here moaning and doing it myself so that they could be like okay she's really loud and over it so i can do this too because what is more awkward than being in a like room and making all this noise while somebody has a camera taking pictures of you? That is the most awkward thing I can possibly imagine. And probably most people who think about doing a boudoir photo shoot would agree. So a big part of that creating the safe space and getting somebody's spirit to shine is like, I do it first and it works. It really does. It really does. I'm, this is the most important thing for me to remember as I go into the space with my clients is that number one, I first need to be in my body instead of in my head. Number two, I first need to take a step into the vulnerable side and, and be open, be open with them to establish that connection of trust so that they can feel open with me. And how do you adjust yourself to the different energy of your clients? Because you'll have some clients who are like totally, you know, into it and excited and noisy and, you know, doing all the moves. And then you'll have other clients who perhaps are introverted, feel a bit uncomfortable still. So how do you adjust your energy so that you're aligned with your client? I'm not sure how to answer the how. I just know that I do. And it took a lot of practice to get to that point. And it's something I'm still working on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all this stuff, it's it's always a work in progress, right? I know there's always ways that I can create better spaces for my clients and create better experiences for them. So all the time I'm working on, how can I make things better for them? How can I better meet them where they're at? But a big part of it is knowing that this is not about me. It's not about me getting a specific photo. It's not about me getting a certain type of expression out of them. It's about meeting them where they're at and helping guide them, you know, pushing with their consent, their enthusiastic consent and holding their hand as we do it. (laughs) So I don't know if there's a how so much as a, I can do it because I'm one, not in my head. I'm in my body, I'm in the moment, I'm feeling them, existing with them, observing them, seeing how they respond 
to the cues and the coaching I'm offering them and adjusting from there. And do you ever catch up with your clients, you know, sort of down the line and, and have seen a transformation in them? So your initial contact through to, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe months afterwards, and you've seen a transformation as a result of the, the photo shoot. So it depends. So some clients, they come in, they have their experience and great. And others, I hear from them more often. Usually what I notice is the ones who are sending other clients my way. <laughs> That's kind of how I judge that sort of stuff. And if they leave me a review. So I email all my clients asking them, can you share your feedback with me, both your critical and your positive feedback? All of it helps me improve the experience for the next person. Um, and then I ask them to write a review. So I get a lot of that you know, a few weeks later from them, you know, sharing their feedback and sharing, because oftentimes you won't really notice it in the moment, right? You need a little bit of time to digest mm. and for the uh, changes to take effect. So usually by the time they're writing their review, their feedback, they've kind of integrated the experience a little bit more and are sharing the type of impact it had on their lives. Also, when they come in to pick up their products, I definitely focus on physical products versus just digitals because digitals, they get stuck in a hard drive, they get mm -hmm. lost, nobody looks at them versus an album you can hold in your hand. There's something very symbolically powerful about seeing your body printed on high quality artwork level material, you know, archival, whatever, all that kind of good stuff. Um, there's something very powerful about that kind of experience. So when they come in to see their photos, they've had that experience or when they come in to um, pick up their album or whatever they ordered you know, we kind of catch up a little bit and they talk about like how they've been since that experience and how, how it's changed for them and, you know, how more, how much more peace or whatever it is that they were going for that they now feel with their bodies or with themselves. So I have a couple opportunities to kind of get a sense for that. And how can people find you then, Gabby? Where, where are you? I know you're in Denver, I think, but you know, in terms mm -hmm. of finding you digitally, where can they find you? Yeah. So I'm right outside of Denver in Golden, Colorado. I love that I have the word golden in my address. <laughs> it's just so delightful to me. My website is Embodied Art Boudoir. I also have an Instagram also at Embodied Art Boudoir. Yeah, that's the main places where you can find out about the boudoir experience. I'm also releasing in I'm releasing card deck of affirmations called the body deck with a friend of mine. So we created it together. Um, and that's going to be 77 affirmations to help you connect to yourself, connect to your body, um, connect to your values and your intuition um, and move out inward. Um, the affirmations are not stuff like I am worthy. I am grateful. I have a great life. I am, I deserve to be happy. It, they are honestly, we spent like six months creating these affirmations, very, very deep with a lot of heart and soul put into them with lessons that we both learned on our own personal growth journeys and self-love journeys. So that'll be coming out soon. And I'll definitely announce it on my, um, you know, Instagram and on my website. <laughs> well, I will put all those details in the show notes. So anybody who wants to reach out to you um, digitally or actually come and see you, which would be amazing and have a photo yeah. shoot. <laughs> You're welcome, That's everyone. A, I mean, it's a bit of a long trek from Melbourne to, to Colorado. <laughs> well, next time you're stateside, you can come, come visit. <laughs> it does sound amazing. And it sounds like such a great way to boost confidence you know it sounds mm. like you do have clients who perhaps are not com comfortable with themselves both inside mm. and out and you work them through that and it sounds like an incredible safe 
and just a, quite an all-consuming experience. So I really like it. And I'm so glad I had you on. I'm so glad. I can't even remember how we got in contact. I feel like it was via Facebook, but I just Probably. think it's, <laughs> it's just in this amazing, different way of looking at confidence that, you know, we all want to feel great about our bodies. Well, I say that, we all want to, but, um, but feeling sexy and really appreciating it is something that perhaps we don't talk about enough. And I, it's just yeah. been great having you on, Gabby. Really, really good. Yeah. Thank you. It's been amazing uh, to be on your podcast, Vanessa. I really hope that your listeners can get something that helps them from this conversation. Even if it's just, you know, if you're feeling really in your head and really full of worries and anxiety, just stop and breathe for a few minutes and just kind of feel what your body's experience at the moment. Even if it's something so simple like that, it can be so powerful. 